rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. The time is 8.01 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's Monday, uh, March 20th, and we hope that you guys are all having a nice day out there. Um, it's uh, According to Saul Olivas, he says it's uh, Good Morning Aurora, happy first day of spring. So thank you very much for that. Good to good to know that. Um, I've got some shoots and some flowers coming up in my yard. I'm seeing some green. I hope that you guys are as well. Um, so it's Monday the 20th. As mentioned yesterday, we've got something interesting to tell you about at the 830 hour. But we do have a very uh, special guest with us this morning. We have candidate for Fifth War Alderman David Cannon. How are you, sir? I'm very good. How are you? All right. Good to see you. Gabriel Bradford, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. First day back from vacation, so awesome. excited to be here. All right. Um, so uh, Aisha Saxon is here as well. Good morning to you. Uh, Brett is also here in the studio with us. Uh, so we've got the uh, the crew here to uh, do some great things and some great noise. Um, great noise and the fact that we've got a lot of news when we get to that to tell you guys about uh, locally. Um, Gabriel's got some interesting stuff to tell you about cleanups and um, resources as well when you need them. All right. Um, so David, first of all, how was your weekend? It was very good. I was out knocking doors Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was quite cold Saturday. Um, it was went to the Kiwanis pancake breakfast. It was super tasty. Oh, their annual pancake breakfast. Yeah. That's right. At West high. Uh, no, it was at Aurora Catholic. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. I saw some of the pictures of the, uh, setup. They do a good job. Shout out to the Kiwanis and actually the Kiwanis team among others are going to be doing the spring cleanup for the coal center fox valley park district in april so that's good stuff um so this um this journey of going through um to be candidate for fifth ward alderman what's it been like so far it's been pretty fascinating i've never run for office before Mm -hmm. um you start i guess it was last october november getting petition signatures so you have to get a number of signatures of people that say, yes, I would like to see you on the ballot. Um, did a lot of door knocking for that. Got, you know, 200 signatures to get on the ballot. Submitted that. Got on the ballot. I'm listed as the first candidate. I guess they do a, a lottery drawing um, to determine ballot position or something. Um, and I guess... Ballot position, where you where you will end up. Okay. Physically on the ballot, right. yeah. First, second, third, exactly. what have you. And then... Um, you just campaign earnestly. So you just knock doors, mm-hmm. you know, attend community events, call people, you know, do what you can to let people know there's an election happening and tell them sort of what you're offering as a candidate. How many signatures does it take to get on a ballot? Um, I There's some sort of formula that determines. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, a, I think, 5 to 8% of however many people voted in a certain election the last time right okay um i think it was special because it was redistricted this time correct so. and actually I'm, I'm uh well that's a question for a, a later topic but that's right the city of aurora for those who were watching and paying attention we did redistricting to much chagrin in many in many places mm-hmm. okay um does it also have to do with the size of the ward though that, does that figure into how many ballots or signatures you may need to get on so i think because it's a percentage if you have you know, more people voting in one ward right. versus another, you'll require more okay. more signatures in one ward than another. Okay. Um, what are the current boundaries of the fifth ward? So um, right now, the easiest way to explain it is anything west of Randall Road okay. pretty much is in Ward 5. Um, I think Aurora University is cut out. I, I think that one is in... Um, in four. Okay. And I think there may be a couple of roads down there by AU where you might want to check um, on the website and like put in your information to figure out exactly which ward you're in. Okay. But 
pretty consistently. If you're west of Randall, you're probably in Ward 5. So. Okay. What changed with redistricting? Um, or how much did it affect Ward 5? I ha- I actually didn't do too much looking back at the old map. Mm-hmm. I sort of focused on, you know, who is in the current Ward 5 right. as opposed to what was the past one. But um, I think there were some boundaries, like some people got cut out and moved into a different ward. So right. I guess it's worth asking or looking at it. That's on the city's website? Um, I think the county clerk website. County clerk website. Yep. Okay. Gabriel, can you do us a favor? Could you please get the, uh, I think it's countyofcane.org. Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure it is. Can you grab yeah. that link and then put that in the chat for folks uh, so they can check that out? Uh, I live in um, I live in Ward 2, so I was, uh, I was watching when the whole redistricting thing was happening because we've encompassed a little bit more of downtown Aurora now, um, which was strange to me because I thought that, you know, as, as again, you guys check those maps because I was under the impression that we had a sizable chunk. Comes out we didn't. Um, and I was wrong about that. So what are the biggest challenges facing or in the fifth ward at the moment? The time is 8.06. So I guess the thing I hear most at doors, um, a lot of people are concerned about housing in this city. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say we are in a housing crisis. We have less than one less than half of one percent of units are available at a given mm-hmm. moment when so you knock on doors of houses people tell you that that well, they do at the when i'm i mean in the apartments okay you know, like um constitution house centennial house like okay various places like that i hear about totally housing. in ward five yep yeah um and so i guess that is that is one thing that is is a big deal in the city i think we need to focus on how do we get more affordable housing in this city I know Neighbor Project is doing an amazing job um, getting affordable units available for people and, and helping people get into them and stay in them. Um, but I think we just need more more support from the city, from you know stakeholders in the city. Um, how do we do that? How do we build more housing? How do we keep people in their units? Mm-hmm. I have a num- I, I helped a friend, I think Friday night, move out who was getting evicted. So it's, you know, how do we keep people in their units? How do we keep, you know, people's lives from falling apart due to housing issues? Okay. What else though in Ward 5? Ward 5 is big. Yeah, I know. Um, so another big, th- I hear all the time is these empty buildings. So like, you know, the old Walmart mm-hmm. is, is one I hear probably the most about is what are we getting in there? What can we expect? Um, I would be interested if elected in having an open forum where we discuss it publicly about like, what do we want to see as residents here? Um, I think, you know, typically we would just sort of rely on the business, whoever owns the building to find a tenant. Right. Right. Um, But I think it would be useful to inform those people like this is what we'd like to see. So it might be useful to, to know who, you know, if a given business is there, this is what we might support most, essentially. Yeah, I'm not a Ward 5 resident, but I do know that there's senior housing very close to that. Okay. There's a there's a, a few buildings. Yes. Um, and, you know, that Walmart was within walking distance or a very short little quick trip for these folks. So to have it gone had to be a blow. So, you, you know, I don't know who's, who's who, again, it, you know, the, the person who owns a building is going to try to find a tenant, a, a um, a tenant, but I was always under the impression that that was really a loss for that particular little section. Those seniors, you know, I don't know if another Walmart would be appropriate or another store, but uh, I think making the lives of seniors easy with that space and something that could help them would probably be the, you know, would, would be something good um, uh, for over there. I've heard that at doors in Constitution House you know, a number of doors saying mm-hmm. that that guy used to walk to the Walmart and didn't have to cross traffic to get to Jewel or um, cross Constitution to get to Aldi. You mm-hmm. know, they could literally just like walk downstairs and go go across. Right. What is the um, for those who are unfamiliar? The time is eight ten a.m. Um, what is? And I don't think I've ever seen it like defined or actually. There's not like a clickable link that'll give you the description. But what is, in your opinion, what does an alderman do for the people who? who, you know, what's the nutshell spit job of what an alderman does? Sure. I would say the alderman is probably the single most important representative for a person in the city. So if you have issues regarding the road, Mm -hmm. your sidewalk, your streetlight, if there are traffic issues outside, 
Um, if people are ending up off the side of the road near you, like that should be the role of the alderman to try to address those issues because mm-hmm. um, they interface with the whole of the city um, and they are your elected representative for it. I would say I think it's important position. It's like a conduit of communication between the city and the the people of the Right. Of Literally the city. that person, that position. Yeah. yeah. I think like the role of it should be communicative. A lot of it is just telling you what's happening in the city, whether it's administrative by government or mm-hmm. if it's local businesses, you know, sort of being the cheerleader for for things going on in your ward. Hmm. Um, and uh, right now with the um, with the fifth ward and the current state that it's in, what is uh, what's security like in the fifth ward? Um, I mean. To be completely honest. Well, actually, let me scratch that up. Yeah. What's security like? And it makes it sound like a bank. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, I guess, a better way to put it would be, um, you know, what's, are there any security issues or challenges in the Fifth Ward? Like, is crime an issue in the Fifth Ward? Sure. Um, I would say we, on the whole, the city of Aurora is a very safe city. Mm-hmm. Also, Ward 5 compared to the rest of the city is probably safer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that there's tons of crime issues. I know I've seen, you know, you see police reports about various things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think the police are doing a pretty good job of keeping things safe over there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that there's too much crime to be concerned about mm-hmm. on the west side. Um, you will hear that at doors People are, con- you know, want to make sure their city is safe, as do we all. So, is it an uphill battle when you when you campaign? And how long has the current incumbent been there? Um, so the current incumbent has been in. It will be eight years at the end of this term. So Alderman Franco's been there eight years. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, like a president. So, um, I guess I mean it's uphill in that any contest where you are against an incumbent. The incumbent has an advantage, sure. name recognition. They've, you know, people know who that person is. They just see their name often, right? Um, and associate them with the city. So, as a new person, you just have to get your name out and knock a lot of doors and do a lot of that work. Is there a benefit though to the new to to the to the new person to the sort of fresh face potentially? Okay. Yeah. I mean, if people are looking for something slightly different or new, um, it is an opportunity for those people to make that choice. uh, How many or um, what's the population like seniors in the fifth ward? Is it dominated by seniors? Is it a young ward? I would say we have a lot of uh, aging residents um, either in, you know, senior housing or just in their homes Mm -hmm. who have been there for decades. Um, I think, some of those houses have been built in the last, you know, if you get over into the Sugar Grove Township, you know, they were built in the last couple decades. Yeah. So some of those people bought them new and have been there and aging in place. Um, I would say Ward 5 is probably one of the older wards mm-hmm. uh, by age. And I think, you know, the fact that we have a senior services employee at the city is a, a positive step right. for that. Um, she's pretty incredible i met her at a couple of meetings um so i think having that having her be in touch with ward five is going to be important uh, making sure that seniors have all of the things that they need if they need their sidewalk shoveled if they need support if they need food mm-hmm. from food pantries if they need whatever they need you know yeah uh no i'm, I'm feeling that because uh what it's the operation senior shovel thing mm-hmm. see i like that you know because seniors get hurt Doing things like trying to salt their own steps, mm-hmm. fall down, break a hip, or something like that. Like to, that is a, you know, if you're young, you might be able to walk that off. No pun intended. But if you're a senior, that's that's not, you know, that that's serious. So yeah. I'm, I like that little initiative to do the Operation Senior Shovel, uh, which is in all wards. So I think around the city, yeah, and it's volunteer based. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's volunteer based. Um, the time is eight fifteen. Uh, George Castillo, good morning. Stephanie Clark Castillo, good morning. Aurora, right back at you. Saw y'all out and about for St. Patty's Day, having a good time at a couple of Chicago joints. I saw all the green. Yeah, now. I saw the hats. I saw y'all having a good time. Shout out to Q101. Yeah, now. Joey in the morning. All that. Brett Putin was there. I saw it. You guys saw me lurking on your pictures. Hostway Pais, good morning to you. Aisha Saxon, good morning to you as well. 
Um, so at the moment, how is the current, um, what's the current decision-making process for an alderman with the city council? And how does my, you know, I'm a resident. How does my want, my concern, or my need transform into action, if it does at all? Sure. I would say if you have issues at this point, you reach out to the city or the alderman's office uh, and try to reach out to your alderman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they will get back to you with whatever you know concerns or, or ways of managing that issue that they can. Um, I found that in decision-making in sort of how the processes are done citywide, um, they seem to be pretty insular and not democratic in terms of when they're actually making votes mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, it seems like um, those decisions are made just a handful of people oftentimes. I mean, I don't know that there are public fora to discuss things often. So like when you have a, an idea or a disagreement with what, what is going on mm-hmm. in city government, you have to go to public comment and discuss that way. And that is a one-sided conversation. You know, it's not a, a back and forth where you can discuss points and, and get through things. It's Should very, it be? I think, I think there is a way to do that. Um, I would, I would argue that that would be a useful okay. change in city government. Okay. That'd have to be a separate meeting, though, because that sure. there's a time restriction on city yeah. council meetings, though. I mean, no, we I could, agreed. you know, if we're going to give people the back and forth mm-hmm. option, we'll be there all night. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, you don't do this for every ordinance that is passed, right? I think maybe a threshold if this involves $5 million or more, you know, something where it's going to really affect residents. Mm-hmm. I think it would be useful to have an open discussion about, is this the best use of this money? Is this, you know. Right is this the best way to get this money? Sort of just all of those questions and open forum. Now the aldermen themselves have their own like community meetings and everything. Is that not happening at their meetings? Um, so even at the meetings, they're not taking that option to have that be the public forum with the back and forth and with the more robust, robust uh, discussions. That's a good question. Um, so those meeting, I've attended a couple of them on in fifth ward. Mm-hmm. Um, they are similar to city council in that they are, like one side's over here and sort of telling you what's happening. And then all of the residents are on another side. That's how it's good. Listening. It's gotta be like that, right? I don't know. Could we, we could be in a circle. We could all be equals and discuss. I mean, we're already, we, yeah. we're, we're still equals, right? Sure. But I mean, I mean, that's only format, right? I guess what I'm saying is the, the meetings that I have attended have not been as participatory as I would like to see. Mm-hmm. So as, as alderman, I would like to have more truly open discussions where you come and set the agenda. Like I, I may have an agenda mm-hmm. as alderman to like tell you, here's a thing that I want you to know about. But beyond that, I think it's useful to have, to have people be able to set the agenda. Like you guys tell me what you want, right? Like this should be technically a, a democratic process mm-hmm. where we form government and, and make the city be the city we want it to be. Here's one of the things I've noticed, and, and, and this has perplexed me, right? Because on the website, like on the city's website, it'll it says there's an alderman's office, and then the aldermen all have their own, I think their own numbers, or a city number, and then there's they got their own email addresses and everything like that. Right. So, uh, I wonder, like, what are the layers? You know, like, is the if I have something, I could go to my alderman for it, or do I go to the alderman's office? Mm-hmm. And and my whole thing is that, like, I, I'm i sometimes perplexed between, yeah. like, where the communication starts and then what happens next. That's a very good question. Um, so um, do residents tell you that that's an issue, too? And when it's participatory, are people not showing up? I mean, what's the... Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the communication point, I don't know. I mean, I think people try to reach out however they can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's through the city helpline or the alderman's phone number or the direct line, that sort of thing. I think that's something to look at is, is there a way to streamline? If you have a question, mm-hmm. just call city hall or whatever. Um, that might be useful to look into. Um, so what was the second part? I'm sorry. Well, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, I best, I guess basically like, 
what's broken mm. that you would like to fix? Sure. Oh, I think I think we could do more communication as an as an alderman, as a fifth ward alderman. Um, we receive, I think, a quarterly newsletter to in the mail to let us know what's going on. Okay. Um, I would like to have a robust social media presence so that people. I mean, I, honestly, I think that's how most people these days know about what's going on is on Facebook and Nextdoor and, you know, those sorts of media outlets in this city where um, there's sort of a dearth of uh, of media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are a media outlet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's often hard to know what's going on. Right. Um, so if, if that could be a conduit for that communication, I think that would be useful um, to have ready, steady, you know, updates on a weekly basis of what's going on in events, those sorts of things. How often does that letter come out of the newsletter that goes around the fifth ward? Uh, I believe quarterly. Okay. Um, and does, uh, does the current alderman do anything on social media in regards to, uh, getting the word out? It is sparse. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, the time is eight twenty one AM. Uh, we are going to take you guys to a brief commercial. Gabriel Bradford, take us to the news, baby. Give us some, uh, give us, give us that thing I was telling you about. Absolutely. We got the news and so much more. So applications are open for membership in youth engagement in philanthropy. Applications are due by the 15th of April and spots are limited. This is open to all high school students in Kane and Kendall County. It says take part in this exciting opportunity provided by the Kane County Foundation of the Fox River Valley. Please visit their website and you can apply in the link that we'll be posting in the chat. And the Neighbor Project and Huntington Bank have a great event taking place this Wednesday, March 22nd. The next presentation in the Home Buying Team Seminar Series is Own Your Own Home. This will be an in-person event and will take place at Everlasting Word Church located at 22 North Highland Avenue in Aurora. The seminar starts at 6 p.m. and will provide you with all the information you need. Community Mortgage Loan Officer Kimberly will be our host. For more information, you can call 331-300-3566. Again, the number to call is 331-300-3566. Wednesday, March 22nd, there is a great community screening of a powerful documentary discussing early childhood education. The documentary is called No Small Matter and will be shown at the Copley Theater located at 8 East Galena Boulevard in downtown Aurora. Across the street from the Paramount Theater, there will be a networking event taking place at 3.15 p.m., and the event screening will take place from 4 to 6.15 p.m. The Copley Theater is a beautiful venue and a choice location to host your next party, gathering, or film screening. To register for this event, visit the website here, and we'll be posting the link in the chat as well. All right. Thank you very much for that. Now, before we get back to that, I want to just check that out, y'all. Do that. Watch this documentary. If you're able to attend, attend, you know, um, but there's a networking event. There's also uh, the, the feature presentation. Um, you guys hear on this show a lot about early childhood education and things like that. There's a reason why we want you guys to really dig your teeth into that kind of stuff and share and highlight that because with our school districts here and the job that they do, that's one thing. Our teachers are doing their own job. But let's, as parents, right, let's keep it up in our own mind. Let's be cognizant. That's the word of the day. Let's be cognizant of what's going on out there in early childhood education. Update ourselves. And, hey, if you got a teacher friend in another district, send the link to them. Like, hey, girl, I saw this over here at Aurora. Check this out. The time is 824. All right. One of the things that um, we were talking about the meetings and the lack of getting the word out to, uh, or how much better it could be. And major decisions happen, and people find out about them late, or by the time they find out the meeting is about to happen, or the vote's about to be taken, or the next thing you know, you know, you wake up and you literally see the press release, or whatever the case it may be for the vote or decision happening that night. Mm -hmm. That's frustrating. There's a lot of people who feel like, okay, 
like, you know, I, I wake up on a Tuesday morning and now the city's voting on $10.5 million. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I feel that, right? But for a lot of the votes, or a lot of things, the legwork in a legal fashion in some cases has been done years ago, mm-hmm. right? So now the, uh, the vote or the discussion that they have to do by law and post that. That's what they're doing. But the actual nuts and bolts of it may have happened years ago. I think that older people should do better to get the word out so that the residents are not waking up to hopefully tune in for a $10.5 million vote. Because that seems to be what it is now. Now, the current alderman has Facebook, and he's got meetings. Um, Quarterly is not enough. That's not, you know, that's just, you need more than that. So how would you change it, and can you change it? Sure. I would hope to be able to get people involved and knowledgeable about things that are happening long before they happen. Um, I think... So the one I'm thinking of, the one that got me into this race, was the casino fight back in October um, where, you know, the city and Penn Gaming announced we're moving the casino from downtown to the outlet mall. I know that had been in the works for years, but this was the first time we were hearing about the funding mechanism of it. Um, And that funding mechanism was Penn was going to put up $600 million of its own money, but we as the city were going to put up a $50 million municipal bond to to fund it as well. That would be repaid by a tax increment finance zone over the new casino. Um, So like that's something that was clearly known well in advance by the city and they knew that there would be pushback. So they announced it and then they pushed it through committee and committee of the whole and the final city council meeting very quickly. I think that was all very purposeful. so I, I would say as an older person, I, I would have my ear to the ground and know those things were coming and try to inform people who are in the ward mm-hmm. to to tell me tell people about it beforehand. Um so I guess that is that is the difference. Um I mean right now the current alderman sort of votes in lockstep with everything. So like in twenty twenty two we did an analysis he voted yes 194 out of 198 times. So it's like, why do we have an alderman? Let's just have have something that votes yes all the time. Well, know? maybe he's responding to the will of his constituents. I mean, is, are, do his constituents, did they hate all of those votes? Probably not. But but that's, I mean, 98% of the time, like, that's that's a lot of yeses. So, like, is this democracy? I, I don't know. I, I'm, that would be my argument. I, well... Now, it, it, see, this is the this is the benefit of having um, this is the benefit of having ward meetings more than quarterly. Yeah. See that I, that's the biggest thing that I think with the current mechanism, the way it works. I think that that's tor- if I just so happen to be Ottoman, we're we're doing this weekly. Mm-hmm. That's just me, yeah. you know. I so I I agree on that, but maybe. That or those votes would be of a benefit mm-hmm. to ward residents, which would be a reason to vote. Sure. But the casino thing, is that what you hear when you knock on doors in the fifth ward? How many people in the fifth ward? Well, no one knows about it. Okay. This, I mean, it, it blew through and was done. And, and it's that, you know, they said it was a done deal before it was even voted on. But so. when you knock now, are people, uh, are people, uh, do people regret that? When we talk about it, yes. I mean, I think, you know, it's water under the bridge now for most people. I feel like no one has the time or attention to care or know what's going on in city government. And I feel like that is the role of the alderman is to keep people engaged with local matters and mm-hmm. not just say, oh, well, it's happening anyway. Sorry, guys. Um, I think it's important to engage people, even though that's hard to to involve people in the democratic process because people are going to disagree, but I think that's how we 
maintain a government that is run by the people is by having those voices in the room. What's the what's the what's the um you know separating the casino issue, which I which I think has been the probably this year. Well, it's it's last year actually. I think that that's probably been the the biggest problematic issue in Aurora. Uh, I have to say that that's been a a humdinger. Yeah. Um, but besides that, what other issues are there that are problematic that you and Alderman can assuage people's fears yeah. or their their uh, concerns about it? I mean, so a couple of the issues I've been learning about and dealing with in the fifth ward, um, the big one for me is the HelloFresh Factor 75 Mm -hmm. plant, uh, which they rezoned from retail to special retail in order to have this plant that makes prepared meals, which is great. Um, But the issue is that there's houses that are immediately up against behind it, you know, like 100 feet away, and there are pollution issues, so there's air quality issues happening. Like there's a woman who doesn't live in her downstairs bedroom anymore like for the last year she's been living upstairs because it's so negatively affecting her health um so that's something we've been having to fight with um that's not to say that HelloFresh and Factor can't be a good neighbor and aren't Mm -hmm. a good neighbor I think they just need to resolve some of these these issues to make these people's quality of life livable um and you know we gathered all the data we could we did surveys we knocked doors in that area and we w- went before city council to tell people about the issue, and they came. the The corporation came to present at the next city council, which we appreciate, mm-hmm. um, and told, "Here's what we've done. Here's what we're going to do." And I think that that honestly should be the job of the aldermen and not of like random constituents in your ward to have to do that. Um, so that is something I would, if elected, take care of is is try to fight for people and make sure that they're. But how would you of. take care of it? HelloFresh is still going to be there. What would oh, you? Yeah. What would be the? So what would be the? What I would. Be, just, what would be the remedy for the lady who's living there and then she can't go downstairs? Sure. I mean, I think we we follow up on those to dos that they've said that they have done. Um, I'm still concerned. One of the things they said was that there is no air quality issue when we've done testing on our mm-hmm. own that showed that there is in fact air quality issues. So I think there's trying to get resolution on that. I don't know if we need an independent air quality survey that's because I mean HelloFresh did theirs they paid someone to do the test per their parameters and when they wanted it to be done um so like do we do an independent one do we how do we resolve this you know I think the HelloFresh deal a mistake I think the way they zoned it might have been a mistake um so you could have zoned it say to a manufacturing rezone I don't know all of the particulars of that I just know that how they rezoned it as a special rezone or special retail. It's, I mean, it's still zoned as a retail space, but with an S after it, essentially. Well, did Alderman Franco have that option and choose not to do that? Um, I don't know all of the details of that. I know for a fact that manufacturing zoning, like, has things in there for air pollution and sure. light pollution and sound pollution, like, because you expect there to be those sorts of things around. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if all, but, but, and this is me as a voter. Yeah. If Alderman Franco or whoever the person is, Mm -hmm. if they had the option to know that by rezoning it in this, we'll have less issues, but you know what? We're not going to do all that. We're just going to rezone it as this. Mm -hmm. And I'll just play volleyball without the net on the issues. Is that the case? I, you know, I'm not sure. I just know that it was ignored. So, like, this this woman and a number of people went to the alder person, um, Franco and Sherman, both went over to her house with HelloFresh. Sherman. Sherman Jenkins. Alderman at large. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Um, and, you know, just thought it was it's okay. HelloFresh is taking care of it. And, and it was left at that. Okay. And but if you win. Mm-hmm. This lady, will she be able to use her downstairs or will she not? I'm going to make sure she can. Okay. Even if that means a change in or a, I'm not a lawyer, but a change in, an augmentation of, or a deviation to their current 
deal? I don't know if it's going to require rezoning. Okay. I presume that's that may be a a big step to take to do it. Sure. But I think it needs to be resolved some way. Sure. Like, does the city need to buy her house? I don't know. Like, uh, are, there are many different ways I think we could resolve this. There are. There are. Um, so I guess that is the thing. I, I'm willing to go to bat for people who are who have been made, whose lives have been made negatively affected sure. by decisions of the sure. city, essentially. I think, I look, I'm a quality of life guy. Yeah. Right? I think a person's quality of life is far more important than whatever the dollar amount may be for lot A. Mm-hmm. But that's a long day's march between I'm going to be able to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know I'm what I'm saying? I'm going to do my best to fix it. I, I feel like currently the the older people don't Well, we're only talking about, about one in this conversation. I mean, Sherman Jenkins went to her house too. So, I mean, also, you know, Mormon, where's he on this? He's also at large. So, I don't know. I feel like all of those people are, are responsible and, and should be fighting for her. Okay. The time is better. the time is eight thirty seven AM. You guys are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first Illinois podcast. We're here with Mr. David Cannon, candidate for fifth ward alderman. Now, I'm seven minutes late in doing this. I got that thing I was gonna tell these people about real quick. Um I'm seven minutes late in doing this, but this is a great conversation. I want to tell you guys about something that really made my heart smile the other day. And this is something that not only made my heart smile, but it is the how can I put it? It's indeed the spirit and the letter of the law that I think we all need to follow as human beings. You know, there's that old saying and when you're a doctor, right? Don't do no harm. We have the same purpose here on the news. You do no harm. Right? You don't punch down. You lift people up. I don't know if you guys know this, but while you were sleeping, Governor Tim Walls, governor of uh, Minnesota, visited Webster Elementary School in Minneapolis and signed a bill that will provide Minnesota students free breakfast and lunch. Community activists, youth leaders, and lawmakers attended the news conference in northeast Minneapolis. Uh, it was Friday when this happened. And Governor Wall says Minnesota is the fourth state to make meals free at schools joining California, Colorado, and Maine, according to Mr. Waltz. If this was easy, this would have been done a long time ago. Um, one in six of those Minnesota children who experience hunger, uh, this actually is, um, contributed to a Lieutenant governor. So let me scratch myself up. <laughs> Terrible Gabriel, right? Yeah. Had to scratch myself. Damn. Oh. All right, let's keep going. Uh, it was obvious from the words of those who wrote and sh- uh, shepherded the legislation. It was about more than dollars and cents. Among them was Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, who fought back tears at times while telling the assembled crowd that while growing up, she was among the Minnesota children who didn't know where their next meal is coming from. She said the bill will remove barriers to learning and end the stigma and embarrassment of kids whose families can't afford lunch. Miss Flanagan said, quote, there were nights where I ate and my mom said she simply wasn't hungry. It wasn't until I was an adult and I and I was a parent that I realized she was lying to protect me from the reality of our food insecurity and that she was hungry. Close quote. The school lunch bill won approval in the state Senate on Tuesday. It was a Democratic priority this session, but even a few Republicans crossed over as the Senate passed the bill 38 to 26. The House agreed with the Senate's version of the measure, sending it to the governor's desk, and it's now law. Nearly 275,000 Minnesota students currently get free or reduced price lunches, according to Senator Heather Gustafson of Vadnay Heights, the lead author, also a teacher. This is a bill that will ensure every student K through 12 in Minnesota is going to get the food they need while in school. Being hungry makes learning almost impossible. Amen to that. Now, if that doesn't make you smile, I don't know what will. That's what we're talking about. That's the point of the whole thing. What else would you want to be doing if you're governor? So shout out to Governor Tim Walsh and shout out to all the people who are responsible for that fantastic legislation. No kid should be in school too hungry to learn. All right. Uh, The time is 840 a.m. So um, you've got signs. Um, You have stickers. Do you have a newsletter yet? 
Uh, no, not yet. My Facebook is kind of the biggest place. If you want to follow <laughs> what's going David on. David for Aurora yeah. on the Facebook page. Gabriel Braff, would you be so kind? Please put the link to Mr. Cannon's Facebook page yep. in the chat for the uh, for the listeners. Um, and what you got there? Is that a flyer? Yeah, this is a brand new postcard. Gabe, hand me that, brother. All right. We're gonna so I am doing some mailings. There. This is a piece of art. Okay. I had a uh, an artist. Hold on, let me let me get that. Let me put that on. Hold on, get the camera right on you, bruh, so we can get that. All right, hold it up. Look, yeah, there it is. Okay. So hopefully people don't just throw this straight in the trash. No, it, it'll grab your it'll grab your eye. Well, actually, you bring. I mean, they uh, people. They, that's what people do. Yeah. People throw news that's helpful for them in the trash. You know, we've put out stuff and people throw that in the trash. Yeah, true. You know, oh, $60,000 in rent assistance. Oh, what? Where'd it go? (laughs) Yeah, you you threw it in the trash because people just, uh, that's just how they are. Um, What have you learned doing this? I know this is your first time running. What have you learned doing this that you, that you didn't know at first? What was the, what's been the, what's been the number one eye opening? What's been the penny drop moment of doing this? I mean, I think I have learned to become a better listener. Like, that's just what I've been trying to do at Doors is mm-hmm. tell me what what do you need as a resident? Like, what, what would you like to see more of? That sort of thing. Um, so I think that has been useful. Um, I want to continue doing that. I feel like that is really probably the biggest job of the alderman. I know we were talking about, like, what's the purpose of an alderman? Mm-hmm. Um I think that really is it is to be to be the ears of the of the city and to try to represent people at city government and make decisions on behalf of people. Those votes were the um, now you mentioned it out of one hundred and ninety eight votes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Out of one hundred ninety eight votes, you're saying that the current alderman only voted no four times. Yeah. What were those votes about? What was the what was can you give me three? What were like three of them? No, it's a besides good the casino. Yeah, I I don't have that off the top of my head. I can um I can look into that and get that to you. Okay. But. Um, because again, if I wouldn't want because it that sounds like he's not listening to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I'm thinking I'm thinking like it would be it would just be a blunder. Yeah. For a, an anybody to be voting for things that are not going to help the people of the ward, even if it is in far flung places. Sure. I mean, if I'm the alderman of the second ward and the vote is about the airport, mm-hmm. which is not in my ward, I mean, what good reason would I have to not vote for it? Yeah. Right. So that's, that's a valid. yes vote right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just curious of like. How could we, residents of the Fifth Ward, mm-hmm. be sure that you, even not being a lockstep, mm-hmm. nobody wants a yes man, right? I told you that when you started, right, Gabriel? Yeah. We don't want robots. Exactly, yeah. But at the yes. same time, at, right? <laughs> <laughs> there we go, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why he's off camera, right? <laughs> um, but uh, at the same time, I need to know that, Right? Because I'd hate for us to I'd I'd hate for us to miss out because my alderman just doesn't want to vote with the mayor. Mm-hmm. Sure, because that's the alternative. Yeah, of course. Well, I don't think I mean it's not like I should always vote yes or I should always vote no. Sure, obviously you sure make judicious decisions. Absolutely. Um, I just think that is the number is demonstrative of you know there's there's not a lot of dissent. There's not a lot of you know. I guess all of the decisions that are coming down are are being supported essentially when it's you know ninety eight percent of them. Okay, um, the time is eight forty five. At the uh, one of the other things that the um, two things actually the city's is appearing to to listen to, and we certainly have the bandwidth for it. Are our parks, recreation, and accessible spaces? Here's something that kind of upsets me. We got these uh, these developments are going to come. There's going to be the DAC that's on the east side behind the township building part. That's the, uh, what's the name of that? J- Jake's Bagel parking lot. Yep. And then the other side on the west side, that's going to be um, an apartment structure. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's a windfall property coming there. Um, now, besides the fact that they will certainly not be affordable housing units, one of the things that kind of rankles me a little bit is that I don't really like the fact that that, that green is going to be gone. I mean, you know, I'm thinking, right, I, I, you know, now the, the waterway is going to be concrete and all that you know and 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 look it's it's nice and it's pretty and and it will certainly attract those families it's designed to to make that quality of life make us be that nice shining city on a hill but i don't like the fact that the waterways going what is your opinion of our green spaces our parks or recreation and um are they in danger of the Fifth Ward, or, or is any part of the Fifth Ward in danger of losing some of our parks and green spaces? And if so, how would you make us not lose that? I don't want that to go away. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I think that's incredibly important. Like, what is your quality of life if you don't have a park nearby that you can walk to? Like, that's a question I have. Um, so I would say I don't know that there's really any parks in danger of going away. I know there was one in Ward 2, like, in the last, I don't know, in the last year that they were talking about, you know, getting rid of this park and putting something else there. I don't know if it was a parking lot or something. Um, but I mean, yeah, I would, I think any decision like that should be put before the public and get input from people, you know, like, is this something we as a public are going to lose by having this development here? Are there concessions that could be made where this could remain green? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I assume there's not, there is a middle ground on that sort of thing. Right. Um, so, I mean, just generally park space is important and it's, it makes your life worth living here in the city. So None of that's in danger of going away in the fifth ward. Are there, I there's no, no spots that we're worried. No, I have not heard about, about things being in, I'm happy if, that's if there are thing. some yeah. people let me know. I, I would like that on my right. radar. No, that's a good thing. Um, the other thing was, um, uh, traffic safety. In a few wards, there's been major issues with traffic safety. Are there any of those in the fifth? Yes. Okay. So I guess there was a really bad, there was a wreck at, you know, Prairie and Edge Lawn that I think took someone's life. Um, I think that was speeding related. Mm -hmm. I don't think we had, I mean, I don't know if the public was told all the details about it all. Um, but I would be interested in knowing, was that speeding? Is is there a way to, to help? Hamper speeding on Edgelon. Um, I know they're Prairie and Edgelon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I drove past it. It's like, like right it's, over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as it was happening, and then there was—I mean, there was another wreck at um, Galena and Randall, um, maybe a month or two ago. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I—I I mean, I think there are things that can be done, civil engineering-wise, like. <clears throat> Um, like I, I think it would be interesting to look at potentially if you could restripe Galena from being a four lane to a three lane at parts. Okay. Um, that is a way to reduce speeding. Okay. I've, I've, I've looked into that. It's like it would reduce speeding by seven miles an hour, say, okay. but you would still, it would still maintain a, a decent clip. Um, also because it is four lanes, you're often having to stop in the left lane right, as someone's right. trying to turn left, and they're trying to turn over two lanes of traffic, which is twice as dangerous as right. trying to turn across one lane of true. traffic. True, true. Um, so, I mean, there are, I think, small things like that that we could look into that might not cost any money at all and could, you know, reduce speeding and save some lives. So, not that I'm sure the city is doing those sorts of things, but I think it's it, it's worth asking those questions. Um, now, there's a re here's, here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up because it is. You just detailed a clear workable plan to go from two to three lanes, right? Was it two to three four, or was it four to three? Four to three, excuse me. Um, to, uh, to get over that safety issue and that hump. Now, and this is where I believe for a lot of people, they, the, the process gets them jaded because we're talking about civil engineering. So without being the current, uh, how, how long would something like that cost and how, or how long would it cost? How long would it take and how much would something like that cost? 
That's a good question. I've never done it before. And we right. No, no, no. and I wasn't looking that's yeah. a th- but no, that's I think people need to understand that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if going from four lanes to three is going to solve the problem, then it's the feasibility, mm-hmm. then it's the restructuring and it's the, all the nuts and bolts of civil engineering which an alderman is not doing. Yeah. Right? Sure. It's not the alderman right. who's going to be the guy with the the long boots and the hat mm-hmm. doing it. So, isn't there a, my words, not yours, isn't there a, isn't there an expectation that maybe what I'm asking for is just not feasible and it's going to take a lot of time and money that this alderman may not be able to do? Are you saying a particular project or just things in general changing? Well, things like like from no, not not things in general changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, you know, having more meetings mm-hmm. versus civil engineering. Right. You're definitely going to be able to do the meetings yeah, quicker. Of course. But it, but I'm, I'm saying that I think sometimes that. Because a lot of the people don't know the rigors involved yeah. in civil engineering, they expect what is going to take a long time and may not be feasible. Sure. I think you have to start somewhere like it may things may take sure. a while. But you have to raise the questions. You have to make them public. You have to have a discussion with people. Sure. I mean, it's an idea in my brain. Sure. Right. I've seen a video about. That's where good ideas start. Absolutely. <laughs> no, word up. That's so. that's true. That's like, true. I've seen a video about oh, four lane to three lane conversions are cheap and make people's lives easier and like any number of things like that. So it's just a matter of let's have that discussion. Has sure. anyone talked about this before? Sure. They may have had this discussion. I just don't even know. But I think it's useful to have those things talked about. Um, and you're right. It could take a while, but I mean, that one in particular would be, I think road striping, you know, it would mm-hmm. change and you could add, you know, by going from four to three, you have more room for bike lanes or right. sidewalks or sure. that sort of thing. And it would be right in front of West high, which like, you know, you want that to be safe. Right. right? Um, so, right. That's right. Holy cow. Yep. I just pictured that in my mind. Um, Wow, that's interesting. The time is 8.53. Damn, where did the time go? Uh, Tracy Duran is here. Good morning, Tracy Duran. Um, so we are, we are in a point now, I believe. Um, actually, before I get to that part, let me ask you, what's the biggest impact that um, COVID had in your, in, your, uh, in your journey in life? I mean, it it changed my life drastically, I would say. I mean, I, you know, going, going to work in an office every day to, uh, I was working at Aldi at the time to working from home mm-hmm. every day. You know, um, we had <clears throat> a couple of foster children living with us at the time mm-hmm. to, to, you know, we were both working to then both be working from home and raising children. It's like, this is untenable. Night and day. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, everyone who had kids and who had that experience had that experience, right? Um, I think it changed everyone's lives, you know. It, it made, I feel like it made us, it made it hard to connect and stay connected with our neighbors and friends, you know, uh, because you're in your own bubble right. and you're trying to stay healthy. Um, I know a number of people lost family and, like, you're never going to get those people back and it makes you reevaluate your life to go like, well, I might not be here next week. Let me, <laughs> let me live my life to the fullest. Essentially. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have had sort of that revelation due to this, this pandemic. Um, I mean, I grew my hair out. So <laughs> <laughs> visibly, not all change was bad, right? Good. There you go. <laughs> At least one of us can do it. Um, anyway. Um, I don't know. I think, the pandemic, I think it made just everyone reevaluate their lives and reassess and go, what is important to me? What is, um, what do I want to be doing with my time and energy that's limited? Time's 8.55. Um, when's the election? April 4th. April but people 4th. people can start. So early voting locations are open today. That's right. At Vaughn Athletic Center, at the Clerks Aurora Satellite Office downtown. Right around the corner from us here. Yep. Yep. So lots of opportunity. I would say get out and vote early. Get it get it over with. I'm going to do that probably today. Okay. Um, and, I mean, 
I will say turnout's typically very low for municipal races. Um, you do have, I mean, it's, it's city council. It's all the ward, or not all the wards, I'm sorry. It's wards one, three, five, six, eight, and at large. So mm-hmm. it's half of the city council. And then water reclamation, school board, library board. Um, what I do is I go get a sample ballot off the county clerk's website mm-hmm. and print it off and go like, who, who are these people? <laughs> do a little research um, and then take that into the poll. That's sort of my, how I go about voting. Okay. Um, how you feeling? How's your chances? How you feeling? You confident? I'm feeling good. Okay. I've knocked, I've knocked most of the ward. So I, I feel like I've seen a lot, seen and talked to a lot of people, called a lot of people. Um, I'm engaging people as much as I can. We had a taillights and tamales event a week and mm-hmm. a half ago, um, where if you had a headlight or taillight out, you could come by the auto zone. Like a successful event. It was. Yeah. Um, we changed 16 different vehicles. We got them set uh, with updated lights that function um, so they don't get in trouble with the law, don't get pulled over, that sort of thing, don't get fined. Um, and we fed people tamales. So it's a community event. I hope it's the first of many. Um, if I'm alderman, I will have more resources and you know ability to communicate with people more about those sorts of things. So if you if that interests you, I would... I would ask you to vote for me. What's the key difference between yourself times 857 between yourself and Mr. Franco? Um, I mean, I guess I would say I, I really want to be responsive to people's needs. When people have an issue, I really dive in and try to fix it. And even if that's hard, and I mean, that HelloFresh issue is a hard one. Like you're having to, to go up against a giant corporation. I mean, not that I'm against it. I just think they should be treating people who are their next door neighbors um, well. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess that's it. It's just, I want to be a a responsive alder person. Okay. Um, The time is uh, 8.57 AM at the, where we stand now as a city. Um, It's more of a projection related question. Where we stand now as a city. um, I think that Aurora has, shed many of its negative associations i do think that that's firmly behind us um i meet a lot of people who are not from aurora i meet them outside of aurora when i tell them that i'm from aurora they you know the conversations are different it's no more oh ooh, right mm-hmm. now it's hey yeah man i went to cotton seed mm-hmm. yeah my wife likes um uh wickwood house and all that mm-hmm. and i think we're on a i think we're on a great trajectory to be a a beautiful and shining example of what a city should be in the next five ten years what's your assessment uh aurora's health for the next five ten years how we look and what's our trouble spots what should we focus on you know did yeah. uh, granted the conversation that we just had about the fifth ward sure. and things like that but you know just what's your uh what's your thirty thousand foot view of things i think we have been doing really cool things I know the downtown has rebounded and is an exciting example of like what what can you do? What can a revitalized downtown look like? Um, I think we just need to be cognizant of the people that live here. Let's let's try to make sure that the city is for those people and not for potentially bringing in new wealthier people. I feel like that seems to be the focus of the city right now. Um, I think if we focus on small businesses that are in this town, make sure they succeed, encourage more small business, um, Spanish speaking businesses in the city. I feel like that that's the way to go. I think, I think Aurora is an incredible place. Um, I'm a transplant. I own that, but I love this town and I, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. How can we help you? How can we and the listeners, uh, help you? If anyone wants a yard sign, I've got some, they're bright yellow, you can see them from space. <laughs> Not able to be missed. <laughs> yeah, that's the hope. Um, yeah, so if you're in the fifth ward, I'd love for you to take a yard sign. Besides that, I would encourage you to vote early. Um, get it done. Um, you know, get the turnout up high. I think that's important for us as a city. Gabriel put the link to your Facebook page in the chat, right? Yep. All right. Um, any contact information for yourself? Uh, yeah. Uh, my 
personal phone number is, okay. is 501-772-7979. Give me a call if you have any thoughts or questions about the Fifth Ward. Um, also, you can reach me, David, the number four, Aurora, at gmail.com. David for Aurora at gmail.com. All right. The time is 9 o'clock a.m. Um, the show ends on a positive note. What is your message today for the uh, residents of the Fifth Ward and the whole city? I'm just excited to to build the city that we want to see. I think there's opportunity. There's a lot of empty space. We can fill it with really cool local businesses mm-hmm. with community uh, spaces that will benefit the citizens of Aurora. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, hope that you guys um, enjoyed this episode with Mr. David Cannon. Uh, early voting. Bah, my. Early verding. What the hell was that? Hold on. Let's, let's, uh, all right. I need another sip of coffee. That's what that was. Okay. Early voting is taking place at five East Downer place. Suite a, that's the Kane County government center. It's 42 feet away from us right here. It's in between the GAR building and the little subway. We encourage you to vote. We've been telling you to do that for years. April 4th is the election day. It is. All right. Um, Good luck to all of the candidates out there. David's Facebook page of information is in the chat as well. We hope that you guys enjoyed this talk and this discussion, and we will see you back here on Wednesday for more news and more Aurora. Take care of yourself and each other.